Welcome to the Power Podcast. Have you noticed how our world runs on power? We need power to light our houses, run our appliances, drive our cars. When you feel blocked, stuck, or confused about how to move forward in life, what you need is power. Power to see clarity amid confusion. Power to focus through distraction. Power to break through barriers and power to quit spinning your tires in the ruts of old habits. I'm your host, Malia Warner, and our 2020 theme is Power Perspective. These episodes are designed to empower you to create your best life by seeing things in a new way. This is episode 90, Be the Hero You're Waiting For, Three Ways to Come to Your Own Rescue. Hi, friends, and welcome. How are you? How is everything going for you? So the past three, four days, I have been at a writing and publishing conference. And by been at, I mean I have been on my couch at home watching it. In pre-COVID world, I should have been this weekend back east for my publisher's annual conference. And of course, it had to all be virtual. And I have to say, they did an amazing job. The speakers really delivered. It's difficult to really bring the energy and keep your listeners' attention when you're doing presentations over Zoom. And they did a fantastic job. And the thing that I was missing the most about not being there in person is I was really looking forward to being able to go and meet other authors and make new friends. And the format that they had was really amazing and I was able to meet a lot of people. And so I'm feeling really pumped up and also really like, may I be excused because my brain is full. We've been drinking from a fire hose for three days straight. So many good presentations, lots of self-help principles, lots of writing and marketing and business building tools. So really fantastic. Today's podcast theme comes from a message that I gave this past Thursday on Facebook Live. Some of you may know, and a lot of you may not have Facebook accounts, and so you don't know that every Thursday I do a magpie chat where I take one chapter from Lies of the Magpie and talk about the self-help principle that is in that chapter. So originally... I wrote Lies of the Magpie as a straightforward self-help book. I just wanted to talk about all of the things that I learned, the self-discovery, the healing tools, the aha moments, but that book was pretty boring and actually sounded really preachy. And then in the end, I just decided that I love stories. I learn the most from stories. And so I just wanted to tell the story and let readers take from the story whatever resonated with them, whatever clicked the most for them. But there are still self-help principles hidden within the story. And so Magpie Chat has been a fun way to focus on a self-help principle, what the aha was that I learned at that time in my life from that chapter. And so for today's podcast episode, I am going to share the audio from that magpie chat. And I might be doing that a little bit in the next couple of weeks to come because there are some really good principles coming up that I also want to share here on the podcast. So the audio quality may not be the same. I don't use the same microphone and setup for the Facebook Live as I do when recording my podcast episodes, but the audio is not terrible either. So here is Be Your Own Hero. Three ways to come to your own rescue. 
I hope this is helpful for you. This was one of the biggest ahas that I had in my life at the time and that I still use these principles today. So I hope that it's something that's helpful for you. Take care, my friends. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. We're just going to listen to this song. This is my favorite. I need a hero. He's got to be strong and he's got to be sure. And he's got to be fresh from the fight. All right, that song just sets up perfectly for our Magpie Chat today. Welcome, everybody. I hope that got you energized. My name is Malia Day Warner, the author of the book Lies of the Magpie. And these Facebook Lives are where we take the book chapter by chapter and discuss the self-help principle that's hidden within the story. And today we are on chapter 13, Rescue. It's just a little chapter in the book, but this was one of my biggest aha light bulb things that I learned about this period of my life. So raise your hand out there if you have ever wanted to be rescued. <laughs> So I think especially as girls, we grow up with the fairy tales that our knight in shining armor is going to slay the dragon and free us from the castle and give us the magical kiss and that it will save us. And so maybe we take that into our real life that someone is just going, you know, when we're in a crisis, someone is going to show up and rescue us. And then what happens, girls, right, is you get married and your knight in shining armor has to work graveyard shift guarding the castle. And so he can't slay your dragons and you're, you just realize, oh, I guess it's me. I guess I'm going to be slaying my dragon because he's got a job. I've got a job. <laughs> where, where is our rescuer coming from? So this little chapter has actually hit a, a big, I don't not a big nerve, but it's resonated. And even back when I was taking drafts of the manuscript to writing classes and to writing conferences, I would get a lot of comments about this, this little section about my just wanting to be saved from my life. And so today, the theme for our Magpie Chat is how to come to your own rescue. How to be the hero that you are waiting for. And we're going to talk about three ways today to come to your own rescue. Let's dive right in. So the power way number one to come to your own rescue is to ask yourself this power question. The hero that I'm waiting for, what do I want him or her to do for me? The person that I'm hoping will come to my rescue, what is it that I'm hoping that they will do for me? So I am 37 weeks pregnant here, driving alone to a piano conference in Tucson and having contractions, but I feel like I couldn't stay home for the weekend because what would I do? Just, you know, sit around on the couch all weekend? Like that wasn't gonna accomplish anything productive with my life and I had already paid the registration, so I didn't wanna lose the money for the piano conference. So I end up trying to 
squeeze in this piano conference before the baby comes. But leading up to it, you know, my husband and I have started a magazine and each month we have a deadline. And so the months leading up to it, I was pregnant and running a brand new business and thoroughly exhausted. And I began having really bizarre pregnancy dreams. Pregnancy dreams are crazy anyway. And these just really got out of control. And I was, I would wake up from dreams that I was a horse and that I was a horse tied to a wagon and that I was so exhausted that I just couldn't even pull the load of my wagon anymore. And that this driver, this mysterious driver behind me just kept whipping and whipping and go, you know, get on you sluggish beast, move, keep moving. You can't stop. You know, you've got this load to pull. And I would wake up just even more exhausted going, who is whipping me? Who is driving me so hard? And I began fantasizing and having daydreams about passing out. And I would go out to do my business contacts and visit my advertising customers. And I would be in the middle of Ron's carpet and tile store and feel kind of whooshy and be like, oh yes, it's going to happen. I right now it's going to happen i'm going to faint and then the ron will call the paramedics 911 will come the ambulance will whisk me away to the hospital and they'll put me in the hospital and i'll just have like three days of a hospital vacation which at that point felt like it would be like the best spa day to me that I could just sleep. Someone else would, you know, the church ladies would come in and take care of my kids, or maybe my mom would fly down and take care of my kids. And, you know, the hospital would provide me three meals a day and I wouldn't have to grocery shop for the food or cook it or plan what we were going to eat. And they would take the dishes away. And I, that was what I was craving. And so as I'm in the car driving to Tucson and, you know, a long car ride gives the mental faculties of a pregnant woman a lot of time to run wild. And I would just have this daydream that a patrol officer, that a police car would pull up behind me and that this handsome, strong police officer would see me in distress and would take me and rescue me, you know, take me to the hospital. So if I were to ask myself this power question at this time, this hero that I'm waiting for, what would I want him or her to do for me? And when I think about it, I realize that I was craving rest. I wanted someone to appear and carry me to bed, literally put me to bed, put me in a hospital bed, put me in my own bed, put me in anyone's bed. My body and mind were so exhausted that the hero I was looking for, that's what my hero would have done for me, was put me into bed and given me permission to rest to rest my mind, to rest my body, to rest my worries. So my question for you is, are you longing to be rescued? 
Do you have a fantasy about someone coming to your rescue, someone coming to save you? And if so, in this fantasy, what does this person do for you? What does your rescue look like? Are they taking you out of a current situation? Are they taking you out of a circumstance? Are they giving you permission to do something? Are they cheering for you? Is this knight in shining armor showering you with love and adoration and gifts and flowers? Is this hero giving you attention? What is that hero doing for you in your fantasy? Then be your own hero and do that for yourself. What you want your knight in shining armor to do for you, do that for yourself. Be your own hero. So a lot of times we crave, you know, in the fairy tales, it's this true love. We're craving this person to appear in our life with true love. But the truth is that love doesn't exist. Love is created. I shouldn't say that because I believe love is God's universal energy. But we, we don't just find love. We actually create love. Love is a verb. Love is an action. Love is created. We create feelings of love. And if we think that a knight in shining armor or our hero will just give us love, the truth is we aren't able to receive anything that we aren't willing to give ourselves. So practice receiving love. Practice creating feelings of love for yourself. If you want to be loved, then love yourself. Tell yourself in the mirror the things that you love about you, just the way that you would want a gallant knight to talk to you. Speak that to yourself and watch your reaction. Because if it's hard to do, if you catch your mind, if you know, if you're saying, I love that you are kind and generous. And if you find your mind disagreeing with that, no, you aren't. You're so imperfect. You don't do things for people, blah, 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 blah. Then you're rejecting your own love. And that rejection is keeping love from any other source coming into your life as well. We are not able to receive anything that we from others that we aren't able to receive from ourselves. So send yourself some flowers. Treat yourself to a slow dance. Just turn on some music and sway to the music. Experience the emotions and the feelings that you want that hero to bring into your life they are accessible to you right now for yourself. It's kind of an awesome, I think that's an awesome little trick. So think about the way to come to your own rescue. Think about what do I want someone to save me from? If I had a hero show up, what is it that I want them to do for me? What do I want to be saved from? And then do that for yourself. All right. Number two, how to come to our own rescue, how to be our own hero. All right, number two, the thing to remember is the power pie graph. The power pie graph, this is what I used to believe that success looked like. 
okay? This is my pie graph. I used to believe that life, that a successful life, a productive life, being the human that I was supposed to be, looked like this. Work hard, do everything. Do everything I expected myself, do everything anybody else expected, do everything and work hard, work hard, work hard, be the martyr, run myself into exhaustion. This is what I think of success, a successful life. Now, do you love my homemade <laughs> visual aids? Okay, so hard work is just one part of it. Hard work, rest, asking for help, making decisions, choosing the things that are the most important rather than doing everything, play, having family fun, working smarter, letting things go, spiritual connection, being the rescuer of my own life, doing this for myself rather than expecting that someone else has to come in and save me from myself. I really like a comment on Facebook this week from Kim. She said, yes, I have had times in my life when I fantasize about just passing out and going to the hospital. So crazy. Can you say red flag? Yeah, <laughs> red flag. What is it that we think other people have more authority over how we should live over our life than we do? That's a real sign. That is a red flag, which is like Kim says, that we are living outside of our own skin that we are living outside of ourselves, that we aren't living our own life. We're living a fake projection of what we think other people want us to do and be, but that's not a real life because we, we project those thoughts and those expectations on other people. We don't really know what other people are thinking or expect of us. So we're not even living the true life that they think we should live. We're living the fake life that we think that they think that we should live. Does that make sense? So it's living outside of our own skin. And if you've felt that in your life before, you know what I'm talking about. You just feel not comfortable in your own skin. You feel like you're living outside of yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned from this time of my life was that I was living outside, that I was living outside of my skin, that I was trying to live for other people. And that didn't make me a better mother. It didn't make me a better wife. It didn't make me a better woman. It was cheating my husband and my children of the real me, the real mother that they wanted, the real wife that they wanted, the real genuine woman that they wanted. And so that's why I say chapter 13, it's a little chapter, but it was a big aha moment to me that if I was feeling like I was dependent on someone else, some other knight in shining armor coming to my rescue, that was a red flag that I was not living my own life. I was not inhabiting my own skin. I was not being true to myself. So a lot of times we value the selfless woman, right? She's so selfless. She gives so much to other people. And I love how Glennon Doyle says, we don't, we don't want selfless women. If you have no self, 
If you're less in yourself, what do you have to offer? What we need are self-full women. We want women who are full, who are filled up so much that you are overflowing and your overflowingness pours out and blesses others because you are full of self. And it's not conceit. It's not narcissism. It is living in a way that your spirit and your energy and your love and your personality are full and you're able to give from that full bucket, give from that full cup. All right, number three. So we have number one, three ways to rescue yourself. Number one, ask yourself the question, the knight in shining armor that I'm waiting for, what is it that I want that hero to do for me? What is it that I want them to save me from? And then do it for yourself, okay? In the book, I wanted, I wanted to be saved and taken to bed. <laughs> Not like that sounded bad. I wanted to be saved and put in the hospital so that I could rest. I was craving rest. I was exhausted, but I was not able to give myself permission to rest. I wasn't brave enough to be my own hero and to come to my own rescue. So number one, what is it that you want the hero to do for you? Then do it for yourself. Be your own hero. Number two, look at your pie graph. Is this what you think life is? Then come to your own rescue and live a full life. And number three, slow down. Slow down. Less is more. So Kim in the rest of her comments said, okay, can you say red flag? These days, I'm a little better at rescuing myself. Mostly, I depend on Jesus. I love that. Slow down. I want to share some very inspirational words from this book, The Gift of Change, Marianne Williamson. And she talks about how all of our progress in life is moving from fear to love. If we can move out of fear into love, then we move into our true self. She said, the only way to gain power in a world that is moving too fast is to learn to slow down. The only way to gain power in a world that is moving too fast is to learn to slow down. When things in the world are troubling, our need is not to join in the chaos, but to cleave to the peace within. The only way to spread one's influence wide is to learn to go deep. The world we want for ourselves and our children will not emerge from electronic speed, but rather from a spiritual stillness that takes root in our souls. Then and only then will we create a world that reflects the heart instead of shattering it. So the message for today, when we think of a hero, when I played the song at the beginning, I'm holding out for a hero. He's got to be strong. He's got to be brave. He's got to be ready for the fight. Those things that we want in a hero. 
Let's be those for ourselves. Be brave. What does your brave, what does your brave tell you to do when you go deep and listen deep? What does your brave look like? Channel that and be your own brave, strong hero to come to your own rescue. So my friends, I hope that this has been helpful to you. Three ways to come to your own rescue. Ask yourself what you want from the hero in your life and then be that, do that for yourself. Remember the power pie graph to live your life with balance. And number three, slow down. Slow down, less is more. Be your own hero, come to your own rescue. Have a fantastic week, my friends. I'll meet you back here for another Magpie Chat next Thursday at 10 a.m. Bye-bye.